deep breath. <sighs> Prayer circle. Back rubs. Okay, give me your hands. Energy. Big smiles and... You sure about the prayer circle? Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. So disappointed about the prayer circle. You know my process. We do smiles. I don't know what prayer circle means. We've done it before every episode, so I don't know why you're being like playing coy or something, like trying to pretend you're too cool. Yes, and I love it. Yeah, you know, we do do (laughs) smiles, and that reminds you that you gotta be, you know, they can hear the shape of your mouth, uh, whenever you're doing the podcast and they need you to be happy, uh, cause you don't, you shouldn't be sad. And then we do prayer circle and then back rubs. Back rubs are optional. It's just if you're feeling it and then energy and then we get going. Do you not like the pre-show process? As it sounds like you maybe want to change up the pre-show process. I think it's more for you than for me. I mean, it's for the audience. I fucking despise it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I hate doing it. Um, but the audience seems to like love what comes out of it, which is to say mm-hmm. sm- smiles and prayers and energy mm-hmm. and back rubs sometimes. So mm-hmm. if you want to change it up and you just want to go in sort of raw dog, like I'm, I'll, tr- we can give it a run, I guess, next week and people will tell if the energy is different and the smiles are different and prayers are different. I'm worried. Well, it's something to think about, you know? I'm I'm worried now that I'm going to be thinking about it this whole time we're doing this episode. <laughs> worried about the lack of prayers and energy. But, raw dog. Okay, I really, I don't like the use yeah, of I don't that. Like the, I don't like the idea of it either, babe. No, the, the use specifically. Of not praying and doing our energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, yeah. but... Something's got to give, I guess. Uh-huh. First big creative difference here on Wonderful. That's difficult. How are we going to work through this one? Do you want to get started doing the show that we usually do? Um, Actually, it's your turn to go first. Ooh. So, booyah. Moon is very bright outside today, by the way. Yeah. Do you know about the super blue blood moon? I heard I heard about it. Once in 150 years, we get the super moon, blue moon, and blood moon all at the same time. Last time it happened... Was 150 years ago. It's a long time. Yeah. What do you think that does for werewolves? Um, I imagine it's kind of like Halloween for most monsters. Okay. And that they just kind of like, hey, let's let's take it easy. Let's take it easy. People expect us to be out. Let's not make a big deal out of it. And I, my transformation this time is wild. My legs are huge and powerful. My legs got twice as long, and that doesn't make any. Is like, that the that's the only part? Yeah, the rest of me is just normal werewolf parts, but I caught the big moon mostly in my leg meat, and so I'm twice as big there. So can we not hunt tonight? <laughs> can we just stay in and get some rallies? Mm-hmm. Anyway, what's your first thing? Or checkers, depending on where you're from. Yeah, well, I mean, all werewolves live in sort of the, the Midwest, where I think <laughs> okay. it's mostly a rallies operation. So what is the first thing? I just talked about fast food for a while, so it's going to be about something smart like poetry or. Uh, no, actually. Oh, cool. I, I feel like I needed to take a week off. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, the poetry chats. I know. I, I think there's a lot of opportunity there for just doing a whole thing all on poetry. Yeah. But I'm multidimensional. You sure are. I mean, you're just constantly just saying poems apropos of nothing. Like we were, you know, just eating some beaterries and you'd be like, the rain in Spain. <laughs> that's all you got. Foles, that's the only poem. <laughs> oh, man. 
I can think of other ones. That hurts my heart. I, most of mine are like dirty bathroom stall poems. So what's the first thing? Uh, no, this is going to start out sounding simple, but we'll get somewhere with it, I think. I like that. My first thing is breathing. Yeah, I mean, I do mm-hmm. like that. If I hated it, I would be dead, I think. Um. So, yes, that's true. Um, it's weird breathing before we, it's weird that we have to eat wind in order to go. <laughs> if you really think about it, the food stuff I get, I eat the food and I turn it into energy in my belly. My belly is just my engine and it turns it into power that makes the rest of my body get going. Breathing is just eating wind to live and go and stuff. And I don't really understand once it gets in you, how it like actually helps. Well, I mean, that's another show, I think. That's true. Um, what I am interested in talking about is, uh, breathing is kind of a, a therapeutic approach to anxiety and stress. Yes. Um, I notice, so we've been watching some Sesame Street. Uh, and when I say some, I mean a lot of Sesame and, Street. Uh, an unbelievable amount of Sesame, more than you would think existed. And I've noticed with Sesame Street, um, in the more recent episodes, they're now giving kids tools to deal with, you know, anger. And they talk a lot about be- belly breathing. Okay. They talk about, I have not seen these yeah. episodes. They talk to the kids about like how to belly breathe through your frustration. You know who could do some belly breathing? Cookie Monster. I don't care what anybody says about him. He has no impulse control and he's, f- he's fucking dangerous. Recently, he, they've been. I, they're trying to put a nice face on because yeah. he eats celery sometimes. But my, we send out Henry on Halloween in a cookie costume. We may never see that kid again. <laughs> I'm just saying it. T- all it takes is one. All it takes is one. One kid. One cookie kid, <laughs> and that's the ball game. Uh, so here's here's what I have to say about breathing. Uh, so there's a lot of scientific uh, evidence to suggest that breathing can help with. Uh, issues in the heart, the brain, digestion, and the immune system. Hmm. Uh, so studies show that people who practice breathing exercises, uh, that have conditions like, uh, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, uh, asthma, heart failure, uh, they can benefit from breathing. Uh, so here's, here's kind of where I'm coming from. Um, the best example I can give you is that when my baby, our baby. Some would say our baby. <laughs> but we all know where the loyalty lies there. Yeah. Uh, when he starts crying, my pulse immediately starts racing. Yeah. Like my energy gets really high. Or if I wake up in the middle of the night, like I, I start getting anxious. Is that like a, is that a mental thing or is that like a primordial, I mean, I like it's, it's partially, response thing? Yeah, Probably it's both. partially hormonal. But the thing I've noticed is that if I do a lot of deep breathing, it kind of helps me calm down. Um, I feel like I didn't become cognizant of this until like this, this past year when things got pretty anxious. And I realized like when I thought about it, like I will go most of the day just kind of like uh, not really doing it. Exactly. Uh, so let me, let me tell you a little bit. I did some research, um, on the Mayo Clinic and also, uh, NPR, NPR did a story on this back in 2012. Um, so. There is a part of the brain called the hypothalamus. I've uh, heard of them. 
When you are stressed, you are developing all of these chemicals and hormones. And if they hang around too long, if your stress level stays high, it can impair the immune system. And eventually those stress hormones make the adrenal glands release another hormone called cortisol. Uh, cortisol, which is the drug form of... You put it on your bug bites and it makes you feel bad. <laughs> Actually, yeah. So you're familiar with cortisone, which is the drug form of cortisol, but it's the most powerful anti-inflammatory drug. And oh, wow. So, so that was... I was being a dipshit, yeah. but it was real? No, it's real. All right. Build uh, the science guy. That's me. <laughs> so when you're stressed uh, and that uh, cortisol increases, it's like giving yourself multiple shots of that anti-inflammatory hormone. And so it turns down your immune system ability to fight infection. Wow. So I that, mean, I knew that being like chronically stressed out was bad for you physiologically speaking. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I, I just think about like all the times where you would have to travel for work or for live shows and then you would come back and immediately get sick. And yeah. I, I feel like I've, there's something there. <laughs> yeah. There's some, maybe I need to work on my, my travel breathing. Um, so research has shown that breathing exercises can have immediate effects by altering the pH of the blood or changing blood pressure. Jesus. But most importantly, it can be a way to train your body to react to stressful situations and dampen the production of stress hormones. Uh, so, and this Mayo Clinic study said that more than just the immune system, um, deep breathing helps balance the autonomic nervous system, which regulates involuntary bodily functions, such as temperature control and bladder function. Okay, then there's a lot going on there <laughs> that explains a lot of stuff about my life and how it all sort of, how the pieces connect or fail to connect. Yeah, I actually saw an article about... Um, <laughs> Why does your husband pee every 30 minutes? It's because he's he's never breathing. Um. Yeah, so, so there's there's all sorts of good research about there. I won't, I won't go too deep into it. Um, but as I was researching this, I was like very consciously like, while you were breathing. talking, I was, de- I was trying to do yeah. something. I mean, it does feel good. It does. Well, because you do, you breathe so shallowly all the time. Like I think about that every time I take a deep breath, I realize like, I don't know when the last time I did this was. Yeah. Why don't we start putting a segment in the show where it's just like, now let's just take a break and just do some breathing. And I can play that, uh, got a machine head song you know breathe out breathe out <laughs> i can play that underneath it but like a gentle version of it and it's just like breathe in. <sighs> so when they when they say belly breathing what they're talking about is if you were to lay down and put your hand on your stomach you breathe in so deep that your stomach expands and then you let it fill up and then you release it i mean we just did a bunch of pizzerias there's not much more space it can go and i know you asked me not to talk about the <laughs> fact that we always eat hamburgers <laughs> rachel and i don't eat hamburgers every day just every day before we record this podcast hamburgers <laughs> are good and that's my first thing last week was fries i'm doing a whole themed month oh my God. here in january um no that was that really was a good one it's yeah, it's it's I just i think so there are all these things that you can do to, to kind of practice self care. And a lot of them are things like yoga and mindfulness and, and exercise. And those are hard to kind of keep up when your life gets busy. But breathing, you have to keep breathing. up. Breathing. You have to eat this wind. You can do it anywhere. You'll die. <laughs> yeah. Anytime. Um, do you want to hear my first thing? Yes. It's, um, it's, uh, sweating. 
it's awesome. Gets why I'm all wet. All I was doing is push ups. The body is such a wonderful little mystery. It's an enigma. There's so much stuff coming and going. Breath, food, the other you stuff that food turns into. Sweat. And where does this sweat even come from? Like, no, I'm not making fun of you. I'm genuinely marveled at the incredible sort of transit system that is my incredible body. What is your thing, Griffin? Uh, it's a little abstract. Okay. But we like that here sometimes. Okay. Energy. <laughs> it's opening a new container of something. Oh. So like, <laughs> I did warn you it would be abstract. Like one of my favorite feelings is like knowing that like I'm good on some, like having some yeah. sense of stability or uh, this is really difficult to describe. And this was a mistake to choose this. Um, I, I feel like I, I suffer from anxiety and I deal, I don't deal with it through breathing. I deal with it through having like little footholds in these uh-huh. like p- parts of my daily life that yes. I know are good, yes. that I know I'm good here. And I get this like sometimes like if I get my oil changed or I get my like car registration yes. renewed, I'm like, I'm yes. good on that yes. for a little while. Are you agreeing I, with no, me? No, I am super related okay. to this because for me, there is no better feeling uh, than right after we get back and unload all the groceries. Yeah, that's a big <laughs> one too. Uh, getting gas like is something yeah. that one's not as big for me because you know you have to do it and all the time. But um, but it exists for me in like a lot of smaller ways every day. Uh, and I'm specifically thinking of when I open a new container of something to wit. A couple days ago, open up this box of tissues. <laughs> and I was like, nice. I'm good on tissues for a bit. I'm good on <laughs> tissues for a while. I think it's especially poignant if it's something you can and have and might run out of. Yeah. And if it does and you need it, oh no. This is the whole genius behind Costco, right? That is literally my next note yeah. is that like when you open a big container of something, it's yeah. like, I'm good for even longer. Those big containers of olive oil and peanut butter are like my favorite things. They're very good. but Or you can buy one of just like, last time we were there, I bought a bunch of fruit leather. And I was like, I almost never want to eat fruit leather. <laughs> but now when I do, any point in the next 25 years. <laughs> it doesn't work like that, unfortunately. Fruit leather is probably all right. It literally forever. has fucking leather in the name. Like it doesn't really have anywhere to go. Did you feel that way when you bought like a hundred things of string cheese. <laughs> now, unfortunately, the string cheese expires. What day is it? It expires in two days. And we still have about 40 sticks of string cheese. So I want to warn you, come February 2nd, I will be the most constipated any human being has ever been. Because I look at those sticks, it's just cheese. It's not 40. It's like 15. And I'm going to do some work tomorrow. I'm going to okay. figure out some things. You see those Facebook videos of those re- uh, restaurants now where they just like melt a fuck ton of cheese and then just like scrape it onto a steak. And it's like, ha <laughs> um, it's going to be like that. I'm going to do that to like my, uh, you know, raisin bran or something anyway. Uh, so yeah, tissues, ketchup, it really, any condiment yeah. condiments are big for this because condiments are one thing where it's just like, if we're out of ketchup, I mean, <laughs> you know how I feel about ketchup. And wow, what I need it for. And do we don't you, want to say it. By the way, the fry discourse in our f- 
fucking Facebook oh, group got so buck wild. We had a definitive fry poll rating all fries all around the country. McDonald's got up there. Yeah, like I think thousands f- of people voted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, condiments. Like you run out, but then you open up a new bottle of mustard and it's like. Here's, here's what I'm going to ask you now. Yeah. This is a show that I used to enjoy watching that I don't think Griffin liked. The coupon. Yes. Does this help you understand yes. the madness behind coupon extreme, uh, extreme, mad- extreme couponing? Mad- it's uh, coupon extremes. Um, <laughs> and these extreme athletes is what they are. Uh, and they use their coupons to get a billion bottles of, you and know, they feel like their whole basement. They have shelves yeah. of things. I think it's not, I, I, I get know. part of it, but I also like, I, I bump up against like one time I saw somebody do it for like, 600 rolls of toilet paper and they paid nothing they paid zero dollars for it yeah. and i saw that and i was like your cause is beautiful and <laughs> your your strength is inspiring and your heart is so strong because yeah like that you're would be that. incredible you're gonna need that i get you i guarantee yeah. you um <laughs> but then i see somebody do it for like i got three thousand bananas and it's like yeah, it's good. Like, no, it's usually like stuff that will keep, but it's like stuff that you're not going to need three thousand of. Like, I got three thousand, uh, you know, dry containers of powdered Gatorade, and it's like, well, <laughs> unless you own a little league football team, which I don't even think you can own a little league football team. Like, you probably don't need three thousand yeah. containers of powdered Gatorade. Um, but like, I just I know this is such a petty. It's a very commercial thing. And I really think, like, if I want to, like, dive down deep into it, I think it is a, like, need for control in response to, like, feeling at at the whims of of my own anxiety. So that if I get a new big bottle of shampoo and just know that, like, I'm set for shower time for a little bit is a genuinely, like nice feeling that like i kind of take pause every single day whenever i i get something like this and um do you feel like this intensified after we had a baby yeah yeah do you think that my need for control (laughs) increased or decreased um no i i the thing that i am recognizing in myself is there are so many things that come up that take time and energy you know just just from my day and to know that I don't have to buy Kleenex for the next few months, that's one less thing. <laughs> or worse, that you will get sick and Henry is sick and we need Kleenex and don't have them. It's like, oh no, I feel, uh, I always, I just really like this feeling. And for some, even smaller stuff too, like when I wake up in the morning and I have like a little wireless charger for my phone and I pick up my phone and it's at like a hundred percent. I feel like this small part of me that is like a old timey pioneer who just finished loading up their wagon for a trail <laughs> for a hike across the Oregon trail. Like, yes, I'm ready for whatever the Which day is. Which is so funny because you don't really leave the house. So you're never far away from a charger. No, but I pump that fricking phone <laughs> always playing flappy bird. Just going, adding things to calendars and removing them. <laughs> anyway, uh, hey, can I steal you right away? You know what that last thing sounded like? What? 
sounded like passing wind. <laughs> Is that what it sounds like? It sounded kind of I've exactly. I've never heard it before. You've never heard passing wind? No, I don't even know what it sounds like. Okay. Well. Does it sound like a trumpet? Uh, have you heard a trumpet? Have you heard a trumpet before? <laughs> like a very tiny trumpet. Is it possible that somebody once passed wind close to you <laughs> and then you said, what was that? And then they said, it was a trumpet. <laughs> I'm, I am Louis Armstrong. I'm playing a very small trumpet. Uh, you can't I, see it. It's so small. Yeah. The trumpet's an invisible instrument. And anyway, <laughs> it wasn't a toot. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis, um, website design or website functionality. And you think that I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghostwriter, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be the same list as everybody else's with the Julia Stiles <laughs> episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people you can, you can sell uh your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um there for the commercial the super bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible wow yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain griffin yeah you know it's a shame what is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? <laughs> it's factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. <laughs> factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, there's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? <laughs> Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters. With I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. Uh, we also have a Jumbotron here. This one's for Sky, and it's from Loop, for the Adventure Zone character, who I'm assuming is also a real person here. Sky, you are a truly wonderful partner. I love your enthusiasm over the things you love, like Skyward Sword, Angus McDonald, and how you refuse to move when a cat is on you, saying it's illegal to move them. That's... We've gotten in uh, trouble yeah, with we've them. gotten in that situation before. Yeah, Johnny Law came kicked in the door. He was the little whiskers, and he had a little hat on over his ears. Sorry, it was a cat cop. I thought yes, it, was it was a, a human... cat cop. Oh, Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah, he's got a little car, like a Power Wheels. Yeah, and he like his tail swishes, but in his little uniform. Oh, what if he came around on cat bus? 
That'd be kind of weird, though, because he'd be a cat inside of a cat. Yeah. I guess if I ever drove around in, like, a, you know, a human Volvo. <laughs> a griffin-shaped vehicle. I would actually be into that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I was in the middle of the commercial again. Thank you for being the dragonborn bard to my halfling rogue. Also, I need Griffin to say this next part. Sky, you are handsomely beautiful. Um, this is a wonderful sentiment. A wonderful message. I don't know who Ang- do you know Angus McDonald? No, I can't even play like that. Oh, come on. They'll come get me. I can't even play like that. Uh, do you want to read this other Jumbotron? Yes. This message is for Will and Dylan. Uh, two people? Yes. Not one person named, what's up kids? I'm Will and Dylan. (laughs) (laughs) Will and Dylan. It's my fan. I'm so glad that they brought it back, uh, NBC, uh, for (laughs) the revival. I'm hearing a lot of good stuff about Will and Dylan. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like Will and Grace, but it, Bob Dylan. Yeah. Is the other half. It's just like, uh, kind of a weird. Can somebody. Will, you mm-hmm. left out the orange juice. Will, the orange juice is full of bugs. Will, where are my strawberry Pop-Tarts? <laughs> All these are very low-stakes episodes of Will and Grace. It's mostly about breakfast foods being ruined because of Will's carelessness. Uh-oh, here comes the... No, we both Other were. characters on the show. <laughs> We've lost it. We've we lost never it. had it. It's hard to lose something <laughs> you couldn't find in the first place. Okay, we're doing it again. The message is for Will and Dylan. It is from Sarah. Hey, boys, I just want to say thank you for being such wonderful friends and taking my suggestions when I tell you to listen to cool podcasts. Will, thanks for hanging out no matter how far away we are. And Dylan, keep being a good meme boy. I thought I recognized the name Dylan, and then when Sarah called him out for being a meme boy, I realized why it was. He's the peanut butter baby. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a cutie. Yeah, Dylan, great job on the peanut butter baby stuff, and I hope that you got some sort of merch opportunities out of that. That changes our Will and Dylan TV show significantly. Yeah, so it's Bob Dylan and the peanut butter baby. Actually, no, it'd be... That's it Dylan. is Bob Dylan, but he's playing a CGI peanut butter baby. Maybe it's Willie Nelson. Yes. And peanut butter baby. And he can just be like, has anybody seen my <laughs> weed pipe? That's good. It's dead on. Hi there. I'm film critic April Wolf and host of the Maximum Fun podcast, Switchblade Sisters. Do you love genre films? Do you love female filmmakers? Do you love discussions on craft? If your answer is yes, you'll love Switchblade Sisters. Every episode, I invite one female filmmaker on, and we talk in-depth about their fave genre film and how it influenced their own work. So we're talking horror, action, sci-fi, fantasy, bizarro, and exploitation cinema. Mothers, lock up your sons, because the Switchblade Sisters are coming for you. Available at MaximumFun.org or wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, what's your second thing, though? Okay, now, this is gonna, this might make you a little uncomfortable. So I'm gonna keep it kind of unsentimental. Okay. As I always act like sentimental. Yeah, you act like you're about to come over here and stab me in the head with a knife when you lead into stuff like this. <laughs> um, what I think is wonderful is, uh, when your partner, um, creates uh original content that Mm. you can consume when they are not around yeah nice (laughs) 
So if we talk about this in the abstract, I won't get uncomfortable. So I can just be like, <laughs> boy, you know, Dax and Kristen. Um, <laughs> Dax go. must be like so excited. He watches The Good Place at home. He watches The Good Place and he's like, and by the way, we are the Dax and Kristen podcast. <laughs> You're Dax and I'm Kristen. And... <laughs> You know, he's you do like, have a wonderful singing voice. Thank you. And you have a wonderful job in Dax. without a paddle. Daxing. Yeah, yeah, you did good in that. And uh <laughs> no, I love Dax Shepard. Let but. me finish my thing though. Yeah. Um, so so here's here's what's cool. When you make something original or creative, um, it's a very kind of intimate, vulnerable thing. Uh, and it's something I realized since Griffin and I have been together that I feel like I know him in a way that a lot of partners don't get to know their spouse. And that was true before we even dated. Like we mm-hmm. met and then I went back to Chicago for and like I a few months. And I listened to Yeah. Yeah. And so like when Griffin moved here, I'd listened to a lot of his shows. And so I, it wasn't like I was researching a role per se. Yeah. And a bit of a power <laughs> sort of balance difference there because yeah, you did right. not have a podcast that I could listen to yeah. and know, know your, know your heart. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I, I, I'm not going to like buzz market Griffin's work or anything. Um, if but- you could actually, this show's been doing pretty <laughs> bad lately and this one's got a lot of heat. So we can just like, <laughs> Um, but I listened to, I would say, 90% of Griffin's podcasts. Um, and I watch almost all of his videos. Uh, and it's a cool thing while I'm at work or I'm out and about. I don't ever do it in front of Griffin because that'd be kind of weird. Uh, but it, it like, it kind of keeps me connected to him and what he's doing and it makes me real proud. And it's kind of a cool thing that I recognize a lot of people don't get. It, it means, it legitimately means the world. I, I, I do feel like I get very uncomfortable and it's not coming yeah. from a place of like, I don't know, it's not coming from like a, a disdainful place, but one of just extreme, like I value your opinion higher by a factor of a billion than anybody else living or dead. <laughs> and so like, I remember like the big one for me is when, um, the TV show is done and we sat down and watched all the episodes of the TV yeah. show together for the first time. And I was scared shitless. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it means, it means the world to me that you, that you do that and you're so constantly supportive. Well, I, I, I recognize that I am, I am not an easy laugh by any means. I love that though. Um, luckily, uh, I would say the majority of what Griffin does, I find funny. Majority is very, very <laughs> gracious of you. I'm saying like 58%. Yeah. It's, a good <laughs> <laughs> it's not overwhelming. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel like there's like a, I make a lot of stuff online and because it's like my full-time job, right? Uh, which is not true for you. Like your stuff, like, I think you are a genius, genius grant writer. And I try to tell people that whenever the subject comes <laughs> up, um, and, but, but that's not like something I can go online and be like, oh, dope. She's going to secure the fuck out of that funding. <laughs> um, but I'm like so glad that we started doing this as long as we're getting sentimental started doing this show. Cause I think like you're the funniest, like smartest person <laughs> that I know. And it's very, very cool to me that like, thank you. Um, this... I do, I've always respected. I mean, ever since I was a kid, I always really enjoyed performers, you know, Rachel was listening to podcasts when she was like five years old. No, I um, mean like, like my friends that did theater or music and were really good at it. I used to love to go and watch them do it because I am, 
I am not as much of a performer. I mean, I'm comfortable speaking publicly, but I, I would prefer not to, um, create something and then have to display it in front of a bunch of people. So I really respect that. Uh, and it's even better when the person does a great job, uh, which is, which is nice. Thank you. So yeah, I, I wanted to talk about that, but I didn't, I didn't want to make you feel weird. No, I mean a little, but it's good. (laughs) It's a good weird. Okay. Um, it's like a good weird feeling. It's like that time that, that we were in that uh, pool where the fish came around and bit our feet for cleaning. Oh yeah. It was weird, but it was like, give me another hour. Of this fish cleaning my foot, and it was, I could probably it was when we went to Japan. It. it was on our honeymoon in Japan. Yeah, at a hot spring water park is the best. It, I should do that at the. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, do you want to know my second thing? Yes. These are baby toys with legit jams on them. I'm talking about my boy. I'm talking about my best friend, DJ Fisher Price. Let me explain to you, and please don't tune out. I know. If you don't have kids, I know. Are you going to play some of them for me? Oh, God, yeah. I'm going to play some of these fucking bops. There are a lot of baby toys that have flashing lights and music in them. I think it's like the most prevalent sort of genre of baby toys right now. Here is the trick. The thing is... Most of the songs are quite bad. And I get it, it's for babies. I, I understand that. But I get nothing out of a toy that's just like, I'm going to flash a big red and yellow light in your face, and I'm going to play a little nursery rhyme. Yeah, I'll play like, she'll be coming around the mountain really loud. Yeah. Re- and again, most of these toys, very <laughs> limited volume options. Um And... I wanted to talk about this because if I'm being completely real, I have listened to baby toy music more than any other song in my life. Are you going to play the aquarium jam? Don't give it away. But that's exactly what I brought. Okay, good. Um, so like, song. we have a bunch of different stuff and there's a, like Rachel said, like there's a, we have like a little barn play set and it's just a lot of farmer in the Dell, like, Garbo. There's a lot of toys that have like classical music in it, and that's all right. Like the the, yeah. the little Einstein's thing that we have, and it's literally just a button you press, and then it just deploys like a sensory blast directly into the baby's brain <laughs> of just like red, green, and yellow lights, just like flashing at you while Chopin plays. And that's okay. I can get into that because I'm learning about like Chopin and how to pronounce his name. Um, <laughs> but mostly you get this these busted fucking nursery rhymes, which are are terrible a lot of it though the stuff that's not like nursery rhymes or classic music is like really lazy uh we have the cube and oh, the cube uh the cube which uh i forget what show it was on where uh, i think it was conan where yes. ellie kemper came on and brought the cube and she was talking about her kids the cat and square and there's this cube and it has four animal buttons on it there's like a square with a cat on it and a dog with uh, a star with a dog on it you press it and it sings the laziest song I've ever heard. Um, the, the dog in the star barks and runs far. Woof, 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 woof. woof. The dog, dog in the star. star. It's like, wow, guys, you, and the Grammy goes to the bird in the circle sings a song that's wonderful. Tweet, tweet, tweet. The bird in the circle. So it's like, you just, you literally copied and pasted the dog in the star and the cat in the square song. And anyway. Most of this music sucks. No thanks. But sometimes mm-hmm. when DJ Fisher Price gets on the ones and twos, 
You get a song with a bop. You get a toy. You get a toy with a legitimate bop on it. And that is extremely exciting to me when we've discovered these toys. You mentioned the aquarium toy earlier. We have a little fish tank brought to you by Fisher Price. Thank you, Fisher and Price. And it's got little fish in it. You don't put water in it. You just like, it has like five little fishy toys in it. Henry's at the stage where he likes to put things in containers and take them out. And yeah. so when we saw this toy on the shelf, we thought, Oh, great. It's something he can put uh, in a container and take it out. We didn't realize the music was incredible. The music was very good. There's a bunch of songs on it, right? There's uh, the number counting song, the ABC song. Those are pretty good. Uh, there's take a fishy in, put a fishy out or put a fishy in, take a fishy out. Put a fishy in to swim all about. Wiggle, 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 splash, splash, splash. Swim, little fishy, swim. Great. Nice length. Very evocative sort of imagery there. But sometimes when you wiggle this toy, and that is how you activate it, which is so Joyce, uh, it plays a song called Underwater Rainbow. And I'd like to play you that song right now. It is the most beautiful and most pure song. There's there's also a little light in the toy, like in the tank part of it that flashes. And whenever it like says a color, it flashes that color. And when it says rainbow, it flashes all I the colors. I say the song does say purple a lot. That is the greatest line in songwriting <laughs> oh, history. The line, somebody, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> somebody wrote this song. Somebody sat down. And wrote the music for it. And the music's incredible. The music is so good. And if you don't think it is, I would challenge you to go to a fucking Babies R Us and start pressing buttons and then go find the underwater rainbow toy and then listen to this jam again and go like, oh, never mind. This is a masterpiece. Because a lot of it's just like, blink, 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 blink. This one's got some like dope beats behind it. Anyway, somebody wrote the purple, words to purple, this song. Purple. And they said, you know what would be good here? We need to get all the colors in because it's a song about the rainbow. Uh, red, red, orange. Like, oh, you're going to start out by saying red twice? Like, yeah, I think so. Uh, yellow, green, blue. Those are all colors. Man, we got to get purple in here, but we have a lot of space left in this verse. <laughs> I have an idea. Purple, 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 purple. When you're doing that, it's so good. It makes me feel like Meg Ryan in Sleepless in Seattle when she's like, horses, horses, horses. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. It's a weird comparison. Uh, but the melody's really nice, and the message of the song is nice, too. There's a rainbow in the ocean. It's very I'm colorful. Just kinda, I'm just kind of dancing, thinking about it. It's a very good song. But it's also like a weird, like, I have a weird relationship with this song because it's it's such a relief that this song is on this toy and it's i enjoy it so deeply so much so that there are little buttons on the toy that you can press to activate like a yes. few other songs and sometimes underwater rainbow will be on and henry will press one of those buttons <laughs> and then the voice will just be like one two three i'll be like guess we're done listening to underwater rainbow huh? we really have we we push that toy at him like we have a whole little setup in the corner of our living room and it's just always i immediately i'm like hey you want to play with this toy this it's, aquarium a, it's toy? sort of enshrined in the center of all of his toys <laughs> and um so this is a very good song on a, on a very good toy 
Fisher-Price also makes those weird bells. There's this toy, and it's kind of tough to describe the shape of it. Rachel thinks they look like strange, colorful bongs. They look like little baby bongs. Which is not great, for obvious reasons. A flower vase. They look like vases, I think is a better way to put it. And these two, like, plastic toys have, like, all these little interactive bits, like little rings you can spin around and, and other shit. Um... But they connect to each other uh, wirelessly, and they play songs between each other. So there's like a setting where like music will be playing on one, and then if you like knock it over, the music will travel to the other one, which is like a really cool concept. There's also one where like the melody is playing on one bell, and then the other bell has the the you know drums or whatever. We discovered this. Um, our friends Kat and Chris have a very young baby, and we brought Henry to visit, and we got out the toy and started playing with it with Henry. And we just kind of immediately started decided grooving, kind like, of. we are going to have to get this toy when we get home. Because here's the thing. The music that it plays is not shitty nursery rhymes. It's songs. It's, it's music without lyrics at all, because for whatever reason, DJ Fisher price was like, I know what kids love trance music. And that's what's on these toys. Here's a sample of the the music on these weird bongs. Like, if that came on at the club, (laughs) I would lose it. I would absolutely lose my shirt. My shirt would be over the bar, and I would be spinning wildly and freely, um, just, just soaking it all in. Why? There's such a set path for toys with baby music on it. Why did DJ Fisher Price stray so completely from the path? Is what I want to know. Like, I don't regret that they made this decision. It's just wild to me because it's like, I mean, I think they recognize something, which I noticed, for example, with Justin and Sydney. Like, if your child has a toy that you personally like, you will buy it for your friends when they have children. And that's like kind of my like closing thought is like, I think there is an element of looking for something personally enjoyable in the, as terrible as that sounds, as selfish as that sounds, there is an element of that in the entertainment options or toys that you find for, for your kids. And I mean, that's sort of, I feel like the guiding ethos of Pixar and, and DreamWorks for like their animated movies, but there's some jokes in there for the adults too. Like, I feel like that sort of same thing is here. And it's not because like, Oh, you want to play with a toy, but I want to have fun. Like I'm not approaching playing with Henry with his toys like that. But the fact remains like we're talking about many hours every single day that this stuff is sort of my the the activity that i'm engaging in and then i think when a dope jam comes on i'm like all right purple 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 um (laughs) so yeah dj fisher price you're making some bold decisions over there please keep it up if you want me to come over and maybe collabo on a track um i would love to i got a song i've been working on about big snail so (laughs) <laughs> just uh look forward to that do you want some submissions the snail in the rhombus <laughs> please don't <laughs> stop complete the thought 
Please rhyme rhombus. Yeah, here we go. And now we're in it, folks. Is coming up upon us. <sighs> slither, 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 slimy. <laughs> slimy, slimy snail. Yeah, it's good. I thought you were going to be like, is calling his friend Tombus? No. <laughs> okay. No, yours was much, much Griffin, better. I am a poet. <laughs> you are a professional poet. I mean, that's it. With my musical acumen and your gift. Lyricism. Your, your platinum tongue. We could take this whole industry over. Rhombus and Aponis? That's pretty good. That's really good. I'm blown away. Okay, anyway. Uh, here's some submissions. This one's from Sierra, who says, hi, guys. My name's Sierra. I just said that. Um, and I want to talk about how good a fresh sheet on a lint roller is. Ooh. I'm telling you, Sierra knows exactly what I'm talking about, but that fresh container, there's nothing more satisfying than a fresh sheet on a lint roller. You don't have to worry about not being able to roll up all the little bits on your shirt and you feel like you can roll up the entire world. Yeah. Like a big catamari. I love it. I'm in it. I'm in it. You're in it? I'm in it. I'm in. <laughs> what are you in? I'm in that lint roller. <laughs> And I am rolling. Oh, oh God, are you okay? Come back. Come back with my wife. <laughs> I have a particular set of skills. I knew you were going to go there immediately when I talked about being in a lint roller. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> I thought. That's like six like <laughs> connections that you followed the, the clues. Okay. Uh, Maggie says, cookbook club is so wonderful. Every month we pick a cookbook that we all cook out of for that month. And then someone hosts a potluck where we all bring recipes that we made from that cookbook and talk about how we liked it and eat a ton of food. It's my favorite thing. And I am so grateful. I found these good folks. Wow. That is good. It sounds like you got good friends and a cool idea for a club, but also any reason to have a potluck and eat a bunch of food is pretty good. In my book. No, that's incredible. Uh, Tiffany says, something I find wonderful are videos of people making tiny food on the video series Tiny Kitchen. There's something so soothing about watching people use such precision and delicate movements to make a teeny tiny cake or a taco. I could uh, easily watch these videos for hours. They are so very, very good. Tiny food. Can especially we get on that later today? Making tiny food? No, watching those videos. Sure. I can make a <laughs> tiny food, though. Take a big uh, like a Frito, but then I cut it up. Real small, and then uh, make tiny nachos. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking like tiny Fritos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll do a different. I'll do a different one because that's not what, that makes sense. I'll take a steak. I'll just cut a little piece off of it. What's to be that? a tiny steak. A tiny steak. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. I'll take a bunch of orange juice. I'll just put one little drop down on the table, and that is a feast for an ant. This is good. This is really good. Thanks. I like this. I'll take a Kraft American cheese square. Yeah. And I'll just cut a real tiny square. Yeah. What do we do? What's that? It's just a tiny Kraft little single. cheese. Love it. Love it. <laughs> we are cooking tiny food for like the saddest bachelor <laughs> hamster who's just like doesn't leave his apartment. Just like, I don't know. I'll have some Kraft singles. I just I took a Pringle and I just made it into a smaller Pringle. <laughs> It reminds me of when I used to put cheese whiz into bugles and call oh, those Griffin. like little fancy snacks. Oh, Griffin. Have you had the amuse bouche yet? It goes well with the jasmine tea. The sensation of crunching into a bugle that is full of easy cheese, it seems no, orgasmic, unpleasant. I agree. Unpleasant. I couldn't hear what you said because I said orgasmic, but I think we said the same thing. Yeah, no, you're probably right. Uh, you said, uh, pleasant, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, anyway, that's the show. Thank you so much to Bowen and Augustus for the use of our theme song, Money Won't Pay. You can find a link to that in the uh, episode description. Caught myself that time. Didn't say it was an album. But I just did shit. Um, thank you to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. You can find out uh, all about their great shows at MaximumFun.org. There's so many good ones. Uh, and you're just going to love these freaking shows, man. Uh, you'll just flip your lid. What's some good shows right now? Uh, I am going to recommend uh, The Flop House. Hey, The Flop House. The Flop House is great because uh, you can start anywhere in their catalog. Uh, each week they review a like a box office flop. Uh, and so you can start anywhere you want. A lot of times it's fun to just pick a movie that you've seen before and, and listen to their take on it. The uh, fateful findings episode, I think is my personal favorite. It's a very good one. Uh, also John Roderick, who did the theme song to my brother, my brother and me, and is also a genuinely great dude has a new show, uh, with the Grace generation boys where they talk about old war movies and stuff and like talk about them in context of like today. Uh, that's, that's really, really good. Uh, it's called, uh, Friendly Fire. And that is a new one that, like, just came out this month on Max Fun. There's a lot of really great shows. And if you want to hear other stuff that we make, uh, or see the videos that we do, you can go to McElroyShows.com. Is that it? That's it. All right. Well, uh oh. Oh no, babe. It's happening. I'm transforming into oh, a super blue blood yeah, werewolf. The wolf thing. Super blue blood werewolf. Oh, can you describe it as it's happening? Uh, his legs are getting very, very, very big. Long and tell him how strong they look. They look very shapely and strong. Ah, so powerful. And what about the hair? It's a very thick, lustrous hair. Except for where am I perfectly hairless? Oh, his uh, knees. Uh, there's no knees. Hair. <laughs> my teeth what do they look like ah uh, they're sharp is that it that's it <laughs> oh babe you gotta get out of here <sighs> okay i just did some breathing and it turned out okay okay that's a callback it's a lot of callbacks energy MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hi, I'm Vince. And I'm Teresa. And we host When Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. Whether you are a parent or just know kids exist in the world, join us each week as we honestly share what it's like to be a parent. Turns out it isn't what we thought it would be. For example, stickers on car windows? It's no longer about what type of monster would let that happen and more like realizing you are that monster. So join us each week as we judge less, laugh more, and remind you that you are doing a great job. Download One Bad Mother on MaximumFun.org or Apple Podcasts. And yes, there will be swears.